Do you want to take a deeper look into the residency interview process? Or perhaps you're looking for some insight into specialty selection. Subscribe to the AMSA AdLib podcast in iTunes or your preferred podcast app to hear more from experts and fellow medical students on your journey to becoming a future physician. And if you've enjoyed listening to the AMSA AdLib podcast so far, please help others discover the show by giving it a rating or review in iTunes. Can you recall a childhood memory when you learned something the hard way? Welcome to the AMSA AdLib podcast, where we'll hear from med students and experts alike. I'm your host, Christine Camizio. Isaiah Cochran is getting ready to begin his second year of med school at the Wright State University Boonshoff School of Medicine, and he reflects on his upbringing and shares with us how it has shaped his values and outlook, not only in his everyday life, but also in his training and as a future physician. Isaiah faced many challenges growing up. He spent several of his first months of life in and out of foster homes. After being adopted, Isaiah felt different in the community he grew up in, in school and in the sports he played, as an African-American. However, Isaiah has worked hard and continues to work hard in all aspects of his life because of the values that were instilled in him as a child. He's had the opportunity to conduct research at both Yale and Harvard medical schools in his undergraduate years. But while he enjoys research, his passion ultimately lies within community service. Much of this passion stems from an experience he had when he was younger. Isaiah shares a story with us of a harsh childhood lesson his mother taught on Christmas morning that ultimately helped him see the importance of paying it forward and remembering that it's not always about you. Here's Isaiah. I'm going to start this story giving you a little history of kind of my life growing up and then I'll get into the exact story that I want to tell you all about. So I um, was adopted at the age of 18 months, and I can say right now that I'm very thankful to my mother for doing so. I, between my birth and the age of 18 months um, old, I was between six to seven foster homes. Um, just thinking about it now, looking at what my life could have been like if I wasn't adopted and if I wasn't adopted by my mother specifically, I just think that I wouldn't have had the opportunities that I've had. And uh, with the opportunities I've had, I've been able to make it into medical school, which I still don't believe. But um, anyways, uh, growing up as an African-American male was uh, tough at some times because I always found myself being the only one in honors classes, being the only one in AP classes uh, at the school that I went to. And I would always come home and say, you know, Mom, I kind of don't feel welcome. I also played tennis uh, growing up. And once again, that's not a sport that a lot of African-Americans play. So I always felt not isolated, but always felt different. But what I want to share with you is that my mother always taught me growing up that I have to work much harder as an African-American male, and that is just not something that I think African-American males here. I think it's something that maybe minorities in general here, you always have to, you know, be better just to be looked at as equal, and I took that to heart, and another thing I took to heart as a uh, child was always paying it forward, and for those of you who heard my speech uh, when I gave, that I just gave for uh, the vice president position, I said that that is one of the main things that led me to AMSA, being able to step up and make a difference. And that's not something that I always thought I would be able to do, but through AMSA, I found that uh, opportunity to do so. So the story that I have specifically is uh, centered around Christmas 2004. And um, 
I, when I was telling Perry this, I think he was in a bit of disbelief, and um, I am still now, but it was a great lesson that I learned. So my sister and I woke up on Christmas morning, and there were no presents under the tree. I, I guess I should add that um, I live in a single-parent household. My mom was never married. Um, my mom was a teacher, uh, so she was always giving us lessons that I didn't always like, and this was the one that uh, really stuck out with me and really still to this day sticks uh, with me. So I woke up on Christmas morning um, in 2004, and there were no Christmas presents under the tree, and I was like, okay, what's wrong here? And my sister and I had moved on from, you know, the believing in Santa Claus and whatnot by that point, so it was gifts where we knew gifts were from mom, but I was like, did we do something bad? And uh, my sister starts crying and I the first thing I do is I go back to my mom who's still sleeping at this point uh, and I go mom mom did you forget to put the presents under the tree and she says no I, I did not and then she just goes back to sleep and and then I, I'm thinking I'm like okay I haven't been the best kid this year but I was you know 11 years old come on uh, and my sister is still crying and she couldn't believe it so Finally, my mother gets, gets up and she explains to us that we were not going to be getting presents on Christmas Day. We still had the brunch that we always have with family friends on Christmas Day. And then after that, we ended up going to um, a shelter to serve food on Christmas Day. And my, the whole point of this story that I'm telling you all is this is one of the examples that my mom, or one of the examples that I grew up with of, you know, giving back to others and the the lesson was, you know, hey, guys, it's not always about you. You know, Christmas is not about waking up and getting things, and that's not what life is about either. Life is about when you have an opportunity, giving back to others, and that is what my mother taught my sister and I uh, on that day. We were not very happy at all. Um, when I was uh, serving food uh, to the homeless people, I didn't have an issue with that. I didn't have an attitude when I was down there, but... The whole way down, I was not a nice kid, and the whole way back, I was not a nice kid. And I just remember my mom saying, you know, if you keep acting like this to my sister and I, you're not going to get presents at all. We, we did end up getting presents when we went down to my uh, grandmother's house uh, later on around New Year's. So we did get our Christmas presents, but that is something that will always stick with me. And I am glad that I kind of had that lesson. I, I don't... I will say I think I would have turned out all right without it, but I think that really whipped me into shape quickly. So I'm thankful for my mom's odd, eccentric uh, ways of teaching us lessons. Isaiah's story was part of a series of story slams presented at AMSA's 2016 annual convention. In his story, Isaiah also refers to a speech he just made running for an AMSA national leadership position. Isaiah went on to be elected to this position and currently serves as AMSA's National Vice President of Membership. This year, he hopes to continue to open up opportunities for students in this role, and his number one goal for the year is to empower medical students and pre-medical students. AMSA AdLib is brought to you by the American Medical Student Association. I'm your host, Christine Camizio. This episode was produced by P. Thompson and myself. Special thanks to Perry Tsai for organizing and hosting the Story Slam event at AMSA's convention. Joshua Caulfield is the show's executive producer, and Dr. Kelly Tibbert is AMSA's national president. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and thank you for listening. If you have comments about this episode or would like to contribute to future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at adlib at amsa.org.
And if you've enjoyed listening to the podcast so far, help others discover the show by giving it a rating or review on iTunes.